Hey everybody, on this week's episode, we are covering the movies Overlord, Searching, as well as the documentary They'll Love Me When I'm Dead. We talk about some promos and look back at promos from yesteryear. And then finally, we have some dungeons and discussions with our D&D noobs recap on this week's episode of Apathetic Enthusiasm. Hello, everybody. I'm Travis. Hey, everybody. This is Brandon, and welcome to Apathetic Enthusiasm, a show where we talk about things, fun things, exciting things, whether it's video games or movies or other things that we talk about. Oh, God, remember, it's so good to have you here. remember we're not doing the promo anymore, right? You know, this is the actual <laughs> show. We're actually making the podcast. Oh, anymore. God. Yeah, that, that, that's right. That's right. Uh, we we do have a, a special special. Uh, bit of stuff for you today on this episode we'll get into that in a little bit uh yeah. you know let's i wanted to do something a little bit different i wanted to i wanted to start the show off with something i wanted to be exciting you know i wanted i wanted to come out pew, like pew, pew, pew. Full, full force full force and just like as as much of the episode as we could do just like that just so much energy <laughs> i'm doing a little bit All earlier right, brothers here's what we're gonna do <laughs> All right, enough of, enough of that. Uh, thank you. Thank uh, that you was for exhausting. Episode. It was. God, Ugh. I didn't even, yeah, I didn't even drink anything, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, welcome to Apathetic Enthusiasm. Of course, I'm Brandon. That's Travis over there. And uh, hey, welcome. There's a few ways you can get a hold of the show. Uh, we'll get that knocked out of the way. Twitter at Apathusiast. I am at Steve the Heb. Travis is at Juggalmino. Uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash apathetic enthusiasm show. Instagram, apathetic underscore enthusiasm, which <laughs> we're tearing up. Just tearing blowing up, it up. Blowing <laughs> up. Email apathetic enthusiasm show at gmail.com. Of course, you can hit us up on our website, apathetic enthusiasm.com. And hey, if you support this show, if you like this show, if you like any of our other shows, International RSS or Submit for Your Approval, a Twilight Zone podcast, there we have a link for our Patreon, patreon.com slash Rick and Morty pod. Uh, any, any, any money you lend us is, goes directly into hosting slash development of a show, website, all that good stuff. So we appreciate you. And there we go. Perfect. Killed it. Crushed it, Brandon. Thanks, man. You're you're getting good at this. Getting good. Well, I started recording S4YA again. And so (laughs) I got, I got, I got, I'm getting back into like the social media hawking. uh, Yeah. Slinging, slinging all them links. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, well, to our listeners in the United States, allow me to say Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, if you're if you're listening to this, like relatively close to when the episode is coming out, if you're listening to this on a summer afternoon, six months after it came out, this was a Thanksgiving episode. <laughs> <laughs> summer breeze uh, makes yeah, me so, feel fine. I I, I was listening to an episode of Comedy Bang Bang this last week. Yeah. And Conan O'Brien was the guest. It's the first time he's been on that podcast. And apparently he hasn't been on many podcasts, but he did. He's like just coming out with a new podcast right now. And Conan O'Brien is. Conan O'Brien is. Oh my gosh. Like, come on. Come on. Let the little guy have some fun. Or you well, know, give it to I, the I little guy. I don't think he's not letting us have fun. I I think he's just wanting. To I'm get not having fun, fun right fun. now. Oh, I'm okay. not having fun anymore. Now that I know that he's <laughs> now that you know Conan is doing the same thing we're doing. <laughs> uh, I think it's something like 
Conan like wants to have friends or something. I forget what it was called. I listened to it as I was falling asleep. Uh, but yeah, he he's talking about like doing almost like 20, 25 years of, of his show, but he only like has people on for like five minutes at a time. He doesn't really get time to like connect with them and really have these conversations. And everything's a little bit more structured on his normal like talk show, and he can be more free and loose with 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 his podcast. And but the one thing that I thought was really interesting uh, in the guest spot he did on Comedy Bang Bang was talking about how podcasts are very much like on a shelf, mm-hmm. and we we do it a lot in this show, and especially in uh, Rick and Morty podcast, International RSS, where we talk about semi pertinent news, things that are recent. But I always think about the listener that pulls like the backlog of our podcasts and is listening, <laughs> like wants to binge listen to every, you know, interdimensional RSS. And so they're hearing all the semi-pertinent news from like a year and a half ago when we're just like, Hey, there's a, there's a cool website where you can like <laughs> check out this cool story about Gromflamites. And it has, I don't even know if that site is still live, but it was oh, there at the yeah. time. So yeah, it, it's, just that sort of that canned, like, essence of a podcast where it it is timeless once you once you throw it up on the internet yeah and and you think of all the podcasts that are out there um from when it was itunes still and how many of how many there how many shows where it's just like they had five 20 episodes maybe and then for whatever reason the hosts just they're like ah this isn't this isn't for us but yeah it's still still out, there. It's still in the, yeah. the nether. They never pulled them down or they just, <laughs> they just kept the RSS up and running. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. So anyway, happy Thanksgiving. The, all of that to say happy Thanksgiving <laughs> or happy Easter or happy 4th of July or whatever time it is that you're, you're listening to this episode. Uh, right. But we are thankful for you listeners uh especially patrons uh yeah super thankful uh and and we have video version of this episode up uh going on patreon uh for you so uh thanks thanks for supporting the show brandon yeah what what have you been doing these last two weeks other than fallout 76 because i know we've been playing an awful lot of that game (laughs) but we talked about fallout 76 on our last episode so we can't dedicate this whole episode to no. fall out. Let, let's let's just let's, as much as we want to i will not let you brandon <laughs> let us let us knock out the fallout 76 stuff real quick <laughs> we can't do it no <laughs> we I'll, will I'll talk about it again we cannot Twist my arm we cannot we will not do it uh fallout 76 uh you know I, i'm in i'm enjoying it the, there's some, there's some bugs that are kind of the the building is sometimes wonky and sure um we we do a lot of building and I built my camp kind of near yours. And then when you log out, your camp disappears. Well, that means when you log back in, your camp is, is like regenerates and it becomes a part of the server again. Well, if you built your camp in a certain place and then somebody else builds their camp in that certain place while they're on the server already and you try to log in, then it, it, it like, shrinks your camp and makes it go away and into your inventory well the thing is is if you do like a kind of complicated camp and try to re deploy it 
it's not going to work. And so I spent like an hour and a half today being like, what the fuck? <laughs> this stupid thing. Um, anyway, I, there was, there's part of me that, that thought, okay, this is what rage quit right there. This is what people are, are, are bitching about. And I'm, I'm with you. I understand that. I'm also incredibly surprised by how much the base building aspect of the game is like your main thing. The thing that you're most into about it. Cause I, I think I'm really into base building aspects of games and I am definitely enjoying that part of it. And I'm building, I think my, your, your camp is much more function over like style and mine is much more like hey let me add shutters to my windows because i think that's a nice aesthetic yeah uh (laughs) let me let me get uh you know everything enclosed with a nice roof and everything you're like ah it's not gonna rain on me it's fine that's fine (laughs) yeah no it's it's true i did i did put i did put a roof over my my new house though i will say good Uh, i i do have another i have another friend who plays on pc and he sent me a friend request and he he looked at my well, he's like, oh, what are you, how are you building your character? What are you focusing on? And I said, oh, you know, I'm right now, I, I built my house, built my camp, and I started planting some corn and t- some potatoes. And he said, ah, yeah, there he is. There's the, there's the corn, corn grower. Uh, because he and I used to play um, Seven Days to Die. <laughs> and I am a fan of making a farm. You just, always, you, always growing that corn. A, yeah, I'm surprised we didn't play more Stardew Valley than we did, which we did play <laughs> some Stardew Valley. Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean I I like the base building aspect of it. One of the issues I had is I had a hard time finding certain materials that I needed to build certain aspects of, of my camp. But sure. yeah. um I don't know. I, I really just enjoy kind of exploring uh the map the waste the wasteland. Few interactions with other players and Really, every interaction I've had has been positive. I haven't like gotten into a negative altercation with anyone yet. Uh, so, I mean, it's just a matter of time. Yeah. But everybody a- seems to be pretty... Like, there's plenty of stuff for you to fight that isn't other players. So, people aren't, like, hell-bent on running around and, and messing up other people's games. And, and At I, least, I haven't seen And it. I don't know if that's a PC thing or not. Uh, because my buddy plays on PS4, and he says... That they're always they're always fighting with one another, wow. and I, I imagine the the PS4 and Xbox crew uh, game like gamer core is probably much larger than the PC, so maybe that that's another reason. Uh, that could I, be. I don't I, know. I'm not sure. Side note: Last thing I'll say about Fallout 76. I have a friend who works at GameStop, and he said that uh, this last weekend he had about 13 people return the game uh, because evidently a lot of people. Maybe they don't know what to. Ex- it wasn't what they wanted out of a, a multiplayer Fallout game or, or what. But I've heard I've heard gripes, and you follow the Reddit, so you probably know more. Yeah, than there I are do. plenty of gripes, but I'm hearing a lot of people who had initial gripes with the game and really didn't like it at first, but they pushed past their expectations of what the game is and started to play it for what it actually is, mm-hmm. and are really starting to enjoy it. There's there are some some little things that. Will be worked out, and Bethesda's already pushed a pretty big patch, and has has committed to making some some pretty big changes moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and really the the ability for this online sort of uh, Fallout that could have events and other things that 
they could continue to add updates and add different types of you know raids or things like that uh i'm i'm, I'm interested i know i think the game is still a work in progress so but i'm liking where it's at right now anyway more more for more information on fallout 76 check out our last episode where we reviewed everything in the beta as well. That is, that is uh, right. By the way, a uh, little bit of correction on that. Yes, there is VATS, and I actually use VATS now. It, it, it's just it's just real time, and it's it's handy. It's handy. It, it is it is handy. Um, okay, uh, so so we have a whole bunch of movies to discuss, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, we do. Uh, which is which is the thing that we do, uh, and only one of them we actually watch together. Uh, do you want to do you want to talk about that one first or no? Let's 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 talk about the movies that we haven't seen with each other. Knock okay. them out, knock them out. First movie up. We'll start. We'll start with a movie I saw on Veterans Day, actually, which is it's it's a great movie for for Veterans Day. It's called Overlord. It was produced by old J.J. Abrams. Uh, originally, a lot of people thought it was going to be another entry into the Cloverfield series, but it's not. Uh, which is something I was like kind of disappointed by, but it's okay that it's, it's standalone. Uh, so you're you're hoping it was going to be? Yeah, yeah. I, a Cloverfield I, movie. I was a, a well, I was a little bit, but I'm okay that 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 it wasn't. Uh, I wrote about it. I do for apathetic enthusiasm to kind of pad our content. I also kind of try to do some some horror movie reviews here and there. So I did an article, a blog post, whatever horse horror school reviews on overlord uh you can go to apatheticenthusiasm.com if you are really interested in reading it real interesting reading a a, a longer review than than this here's here it is bare bones basic i really love the movie it's awesome it takes place uh, before d-day in world war ii there's not zombies necessarily uh but the movie does a really good job of um, having a realistic motivation for the characters to put themselves into situations because the stakes, even though the the movie takes place in kind of a village, a, a French village, uh, it has larger implications for the realistic D-Day invasion. So mm. I, I, I like I like how it, it kind of ties in, into all that. Anyways. Now I'm really confused because I looked up images for this movie to use in the video. And I found what looked like a zombie in like a military uniform. Is that not accurate, Britain? Because I don't want to say that they're they're zombies. Okay. Um, because that sort of that that implies that they are unthinking. Okay. All right. Yeah. Enough said. Enough said. No. 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 Say no more. Say no more. Uh, <laughs> uh, now you now. So moving on, you saw a movie that I heard of maybe like two to three minutes ago. Searching. What what is what is that? Uh, yeah. So you haven't even heard of the movie. No, I, just... I, I, I said two three minutes ago. What I meant was like two three days ago. Okay. Uh, yeah. So searching is a movie that uh, just came out on digital. It's coming out on Blu-ray, DVD uh, here pretty soon. But what it is, is um, it is a movie about a father who is searching for his lost daughter. Uh, and the entire movie takes place basically within a computer screen. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I'm awful with the names of, of actors. Okay. Uh, but it's the dude from Harold and Kumar. Yeah, uh, the, the Asian dude. Yeah, yes. uh, um, yeah uh, my, m- I talked to a friend of mine. He went and saw the movie a couple months ago back in, in August, and he said it was really, really good. And when I wanted to go see it, I I missed I missed the window where it's in the theaters. So yes, that, so John Cho I think is that actor's yeah. name. Um, but yeah, so I really wanted to see this movie, not necessarily for the story itself, um, but more for the way that it was produced and the way that it was it was done because it really it centers around how much technology is sort of a part of our everyday life and how much we rely on our phones and our computers for communication. Some of the, some of the ways that they express uh, elements of the story through, through that, like sometimes it's a really cool way of like pushing the story forward. And other times I feel like it's a crutch where they're like, all right, we need to convey this information, but how do we do that? And still maintain the integrity of like the whole movie takes place sure. on a computer screen, right? So like paranormal activity, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, just, I haven't seen that. But. That's fine. <laughs> I was I was just throwing out found footage type stuff. Okay. Yeah, cool. and and so like <laughs> it's like that Blair is, Witch. It's like Blair Witch. Sir. Yeah, it, I mean, it kind of is. Um, except like instead of like holding a video camera up to themselves, it's it's all like windows on. A computer screen so they'll use like facetime video when they're trying to get video of the actors themselves having conversations there's a lot of like watching them type things and it's 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 interesting to me how you can watch like a conversation in messenger on a screen and and still like kind of feel the dialogue that you would normally because texting is so second nature now that we're used to having conversations through that process well, you, I, I think that's how I talk to you more than, I mean, it's it's true. We probably talk through text more than we do any other way of communication. It, it, it is ac- accurate, verbal ticks and all. You you see those when you when you're scrolling through your Facebook feeds and you see those videos where it's like a text screen and it and then there's like a conversation and usually it's it ends up being. Oh, a spooky this something scary happened. I'm sure our algorithms are completely different on Facebook. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm sure yours are spookier than mine. I'm, I'm sure yours are are love stories. <laughs> They're <laughs> uplifting tales of of courage and and heroism. And mine are like your father was murdered. <laughs> And his blood uh, is in your Coca Cola. <laughs> There's blood in his phone on his text messages. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so anyway, it um, it's an interesting story. It's kind of a cool, uh, like suspense, uh, mystery type movie. I ended up uh predicting the ending, uh, pretty like halfway into it, and yeah. uh, Sheena told me after we watched it that when she went and saw it in the theater with her sister, she predicted it in the first like 15 minutes, which it's not like super obvious. Right. But she totally like called it on a whim and got it right. And it totally pissed her sister off. That, what, that, that like, John, There's no way that that could be right. That John Joe was the murderer. Got it. Uh, yeah. I mean, easy. There you go. Obviously easy, easy. Got it. Uh, but it was, <laughs> it was cool. And I, 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 th- I don't know that I'd love to see, 
tons of movies done that way, but I do like to see somebody trying to do something different and not just making a movie the same way that everyone else is making it. Oh man. What a, what a perfect way to transition into this, this movie, Travis, let me, let me call out the transition that you set up so perfectly. And it would have been so seamless had I not brought attention to it. Like put a finger on it and, and, (laughs) and called it out. Yeah. Yeah. So they'll, they'll love me when I'm dead. Uh, it is a documentary about Orson Welles and his making of The Other Side of the Wind, which was an unreleased movie until now. It's all, it's now on Netflix. I think uh, Where Peter every Bog- other movie is as well. Yeah, yeah, I think Peter Bogdanovich finished it up for him. Uh, pretty sure. Uh, and it is the reason it's a good, a wonderful transition from searching into this is. There's a there's a moment at the end where it's showing footage of Orson Welles and he's talking about instead of making a movie about a uh, he's making a movie about a movie and, and and actors in Hollywood. What if the movie that he's making is actually a documentary about the making of a movie about a movie? And uh, uh, I just I just got cross eyed. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, but yeah, I mean. Exactly. He Orson Welles made a movie about an aging director, and in that movie, the director is making another movie, right? So, yeah. which is the other side of the wind, but which is also the name of the movie that he's. There are levels to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there are many levels. So they'll they'll love me when I'm dead. Is is the the documentary about Orson Welles, and it, and it starts off. It's narrated by. Um, uh, Alan Alan Cumming Alan Cumming yeah night the Nightcrawler man himself which he probably wouldn't appreciate that because he didn't like that role but uh it 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 tells a little bit about Orson Welles and him always like living down this Citizen Kane being the the greatest mo- American movie of all time right. and which was like one of his earliest movies right yeah so that's and never being know, able that... to live it down. Like get past it. Yeah. Uh, which that, 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 that thought of like, I just want it to expand on that before we go any further. Like the idea like that, that is still considered maybe the greatest American film in, in, in many lists and uh, film communities that, that idea of peaking early, right? Like, right. like doing something so well, so early in your career. And then, never really fully being able to live up to it. And, and it's almost like crippling yourself by setting that standard so high. And, and I thought it was, that was one of the most interesting things to me watching this documentary was how his entire career, he was like, it was almost a curse for him to have done so well with that movie because everybody was like, Oh, is this going to be the next citizen Kane? And, and he always had just like this, unreachable bar that he had to try and compete with and uh it i i'm sure that would have been very challenging to deal with as an individual no absolutely sometimes when i make dinner for chelsea and and the kid and it and they're like oh this is really really good and i say to myself okay yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna try to one-up myself next what's in this this is there a secret ingredient yeah it's rosebud (laughs) rosemary (laughs) 
Oh, oh, that's it's it's really delicious. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, yeah, it's just my sled. It's not a big deal. And I and I and I and I let the, the snow globe drop from my <laughs> my hand. <laughs> um yeah, it it's it it's incredibly interesting to me. And then the fact that the other side of the wind he was he was working on on his own just on and off from the early 70s into the mid the mid 70s and just the getting uh another great director john uh john not john ford um ah uh, uh, uh damn uh, his oh man i screwed I, I screwed it up uh houston john houston yes 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 um getting him to be the play the role of the director after Orson Welles had done the role like behind the scenes who was doing the role of the director for lots of those scenes beforehand like they had a lot of the movie already filmed and then they pulled in uh Houston for it um i just it, it, it they they talk about how much of a pain in the ass he is and how he could be a pain in the ass and right when you're about to break, he just knows this to say, hey, Brandon, have I told you lately how much I appreciate what you're doing for me and how disarming we, that? We really couldn't make this movie without you. Like this podcast, like it rides on your back, Brandon. Like I <laughs> honestly, without you, the whole thing would be shot. Oh God, I was just about to break. I was one <laughs> step closer to the edge. And Uh-oh. you pull me back. Stop it. You stop that right now, Brandon. <laughs> um, so you, you, what was the biggest takeaway from the documentary f- for you? Uh, so I realized I have not seen nearly enough Orson Welles movies. Uh, I have listened to war of the worlds and I have watched, uh, citizen Kane. But other than that, I haven't really watched any of his other films. And uh, it makes me want to watch this one now, having seen everything that went into it. Although I don't necessarily anticipate it being like a a great movie. Uh, Right. And and it was just sort of this, the biggest thing for me was this struggle for a person who is revered in Hollywood and has had sort of been put up on a pedestal uh, my entire life of like learning and studying film to know that at this point in his career he was really struggling no one was supporting him and he was constantly trying to just make that next great thing to try and prove that he was still that person uh, who, who made Citizen Kane and I don't know like his 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 dependency on those happy accidents that he talks about his yeah. his thought that he's just going to he's just going to make something and then whatever they do they're going to be able to pull the goodness out of that movie they're going to pull that that magical thing out i felt i felt like it was sort of foolhardy to to pursue <laughs> in in that manner but i'm also not a genius so I don't know. It's I'm I'm really interested to watch the movie and see what the product was of that process. But to hear sort of how he took advantage of certain friendships and relationships to try and to try and make that happen um 
that was that was sort of interesting too and just his everything like that film seemed to come first before anything else so i don't right. know what about you what it, what what was your big takeaway uh you, you say like the film came first and in in a lot of ways it did uh but it also doesn't take into account that he was also trying to get so many other things done at the same time and he would I, I don't I don't know this. I haven't read up extensively on the history and biography of Orson Welles, but I, I feel like he was he had all these ideas in his head and he just needed somebody, anybody in his later years to give him that that chance to 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 prove himself. And I think his daughter mentioned in the documentary like he, yeah, Hollywood had betrayed him, but it may or may not been because of his his own actions or early, right. earlier in yeah. earlier in his youth. Um, so I think my 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 biggest takeaway is just how when they did the montage of of all the movies that he had done, because we always we talk about Citizen Kane all the time, and if you ask Chelsea about Citizen Kane, she's like, I don't get it. I don't know why that's such an influential film yeah uh but then you 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 look at his filmography and you say i i don't i haven't seen any of these and i didn't know that that was him because they talk about him being in makeup all time and using large noses uh when they show scenes from touch of evil i'm like oh oh that's him (laughs) that's him before he's fat but he's fat in it yeah yeah (laughs) it's uh it's it's that's interesting to me and it makes me want to know more about him Um, yeah so interesting obviously like he he transformers transformers yeah he narrated the transformers movie i think i think he was like uh no way yeah he was a yeah you you talk i'll look it up Okay. Well, yeah, I was going to say that he was <laughs> I'm totally blown away by this premise. Uh, but yeah, like he he made a career out of pushing the envelope, doing something different, doing something extreme, not not trying to conform to what everybody else is doing. And I think that's really what you know uh other side of the wind was trying to do. The fact that it was being shot in a documentary style before so many other films used that as like a trope to to make mockumentaries right um the fact that he made another movie within the movie that's that's another level of challenge to that right and i found it really interesting that the movie really sounded like it was autobiographical and about him and where he was at in his life but he adamantly denied that it was about him, <laughs> yeah. Like the whole movie. So I don't know. Some of those things were just really interesting to kind of hear about his quirkiness and and the struggles that he went through yeah. and uh, the things that motivated him and 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 pushed him to to do what he did. And uh, of one first, uh, yes, he was the voice of Unicron for the Transformers movie. Uh, they also originally wanted him to be the narrator for the Twilight Zone, uh, and then it went to Rod Serling. Yeah, so the but thing I want to talk about the the movie, the documentary was the way it was edited was really cool to me because they didn't uh if they had him saying stuff, they would have him actually saying the words uh on film. 
mm-hmm. but other times they would get images of him like mouthing words that sounded like that that's what he would be saying at that moment so have the image of him saying words but it wasn't necessarily what he actually said in that so anytime mm-hmm. he's yeah. just the audio there was image of him mouthing the words so it always looked like he was the one talking when when he was was there so it's, it's kind of weird but it made it feel more of a movie and oh that there's a documentary part that they talk about like that wells was doing basically a documentary trying to do a documentary style before the mainstream of what we know as documentary filmmaking is nowadays right. yeah and um they they did a really good job of that making yeah. that known or felt yeah yeah uh well i i kind of stumbled upon it i think i saw like an ad on social media that it was on netflix but i'm really glad i watched it and then you told me that the actual movie's on netflix so uh another thing worth checking out if you're into like the history of film into sort of uh some of the great filmmakers that have influenced how films are made and 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 what what we have now as 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 cinema uh, I think it's definitely worth your time to check out. Uh, they'll love me when I'm dead, and I think we do. I think we have. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and I think I think it's interesting that that idea. He he says he he claims he never said they'll love me when I'm dead, but that it really was a, a situation for him where he couldn't live up to that early part of his life, so. Once you're dead, you don't have to try and keep living up to it. Then they can just appreciate you for what you did, and and I don't know. It's really it's really interesting. Yeah, there there's the image, there's the footage of him receiving the AFI Lifetime Achievement Award, and him introducing the clip of the other side of the wind, where the director is asking for money. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, he like introduces this scene. And everyone's in the 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 people who are kind of commenting on it were just saying how kind of sad it was because he was basically asking all these people who were giving him a lifetime achievement award, "Hey, I'm here. You guys appreciate me. Can you help? Fu- can you help fund my next film?" And they said he didn't get a dime from anybody. Yeah, and yeah. and how kind of that's. It's it's kind of sad, but they it will, is sad. But it we all sad. love him now that he's dead. Yep, exactly. Is the point of that? <laughs> all right. I'll give him money uh, now that he's dead. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. what the movie should have uh, been called. I'll get. I'll pay him now that he's dead. A Netflix <laughs> original. Uh, all right. Well, that's that's most of the movies that we watched this week. Uh, we saw a couple other ones. I don't know if there's anything else you want to talk about before we get into our. D&D noobs recap. We have a couple of sessions to discuss, Brandon. So. Uh, I do want I do want to get into D&D noobs. I don't have anything else to say about they'll love me when I'm dead. But I do want to let that be kind of a uh, segue into talking about our, our, our promos. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, when we talk about, talk about being creative and talking about, you know, really expanding our our horizons uh travis and i we, we've come a long way from from our humble beginnings in, in podcast land ah yes two two gents sitting in a garage 
dirty garage at a card table, sharing sharing a sharing a USB a, microphone, a Blue Yeti USB <laughs> microphone. Uh, we we created a, a a promo back in 2016, and we actually started podcasting in 2015, which is crazy. I, that is insane. It's almost 2019, Brandon. Yeah, weird, weird, weird. And, and uh, so we 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 ended up. The idea was okay. Well, we can get some prom, promo exchange with other podcasters, and we'll put ourselves out there. And clearly, we're kind of hypocrites because we never do any promos on any of our shows for anybody else. Sorry. Sorry, everybody who's listening. That's a podcaster. Uh, but he, I, I wanted to I wanted to to show kind of some of the the promos that we did early on. And here here we go. Here we go. Oh, this is this is terrifying, Brandon. Called apathetic enthusiasm. Apathetic, <laughs> apathetic. What theasm? Apathetic enthusiasm. Ah, uh, apathetic, of course, theasm. Well, travathetic enthusi, what athetic would you say the show is about? <laughs> uh, well, Brandon, since you don't usually know from week to week, we talk about television, movies, and any other kind of pop culture that filters itself our way. Ah, you, you know, that would explain all those reviews that we've done and Netflix rewatches over the last year. Uh, exactly. Yeah. There are certain themes throughout pop culture that mirror the broader aspects of life. And, and you know, Travis, part of the reason people, people are affected by and, of course, entertained by television and movies is because they're able to relate to, on some level, the universal nature of characters and themes. <laughs> Brandon, that is... <laughs> probably the most serious i've heard you in half a year oh uh, you know what you're probably the most serious i've heard you in half a year that that makes no sense okay so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do any more of that Ugh. uh that was Ugh. that was one of our early attempts at, 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 at promoing uh well so this this week uh a a fellow podcaster of ours Chris Osborne on the Play Comics podcast. He uh, he came on submitted for your approval, and he was like, he hit me up. He's like, hey, I need a promo for S Far Away and Apathetic Enthusiasm, and I said, oh yeah, okay, cool. And then I then I listened to that, and I said, oh no, that, <laughs> we that, need a new promo. We need a new yeah. promo. Uh, so, so before we before we get into new promos, right? Like I want to kind of break down that that last promo we listened to a little bit <laughs> okay because like i i'm taking myself back to the time where i'm listening to podcasts on a regular basis i'm hearing podcast promos and i want i want us to be like sure that we express who we are and what we're doing so we're like trying to be funny but i'm also trying to like get a point across i think we wrote a script for it like we, we actually like had specific things that we were trying to say yeah I, I think that apathetic in what theasm i think that was an actual thing that we wrote down uh, 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 yeah and, and i think that, that's, well. ju that's just a situation where we were trying too hard and i i think early on when you're doing this sort of thing you you're trying to be something like you're trying to be a podcaster, so you hear what other podcasters do, and you're like, "All right, that's that's probably you're, what I you're, should do." You're, you're trying to have your like persona. This is 
this is my this is my entertaining persona. This is Brandon's. Oh, I'm kind of stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm self-deprecating. What's going on? There's, Tra- there, there's Travis. He's kind of an asshole to me. <laughs> Sorry, Brandon. But that's real. Uh, that's real. I'm just that's a, not I'm a, just a straight man. You know, I just gotta <laughs> I gotta keep us on track. Got to rein us back in. I'm the funny one. We have we we used to have bones. We used to have structure. <laughs> we used to have an outline. Uh, but really, like at this point. Apathetic enthusiasm has grown to a point where we, if the show is about us, like it is about the stuff that we like, it's about things that we're interested in right now. And I think that's really, and I won't speak for you, but it's really freed me to express myself and what I am enjoying and what I feel like, and not feel like I have to put on an act or say things a certain way or do things because that's how it should sound on a podcast. We have to hit these bullet points. So I don't know if that comes across more in the way that we made our most recent promos. You, if it's You didn't give me a chance to respond to that. You said, no, I don't know if this is how you feel, Brandon, but I'm not going to give you a chance to defend whether or not it is or not. Well, that's how I feel. Is that how you feel? Thank, thank you for asking the question, Travis. You're I, welcome. I really appreciate you taking the time to offer me a chance to speak. For once <laughs> in three and a half years. Um, Hurry up. We got to talk about TNT. Yeah, no, I, 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 where I, I run that game too. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you. I think that what this is, this was our structured stuff. And this was, we talked about it before. This was our learning experience. And the uh, Rick and Morty podcast is where we actually are, we tried to be more structured. And take all the stuff that we learned to maybe not put on more of a show, but try to be more uh, podcastery. And this one was like, well, we have a fraction of the people who listen to us. Let's just be real. Let's just be real here. Yeah. And in S4YA, I have to be awkward and and <laughs> talk to strangers <laughs> talk to every strangers. week. Strangers. Yeah. Um. But so that that that's where it is. So I I, I agree with you. I'm I'm free. I'm free now. Free now. I'm free, like a bird. I'm on a flyway. <laughs> Wait, we don't have rights to stop. stop it. No. I'm gonna change, I'm gonna change the words. I don't know where my bowl is. I don't know where my toll road is. <laughs> Baby, you can. I'm like a word <laughs> dictionary away. Okay, whatever. Killing uh, it. Killing it. <laughs> uh, so See, we're just freer now. We're just more open to do whatever. <laughs> We were so uptight before. I'm sure if you go back and listen to our early episodes, we were not uptight. Yeah. Pro- uh, probably like, <clears throat> Travis, stop me from singing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what we did was now, now I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to show off some of the, some of the failed promo attempts that we did this time <laughs> around. Uh, and then to top it off with what we actually <laughs> went with without further ado, these are, and we can talk, we can talk to these Travis. These okay. are the Apathetic Enthusiasm Promo Rejection Reels. Hey, everybody. I'm Travis. Hey, everybody. I'm Brandon. And if you're listening to a podcast right now, then you are exactly the type of person we're looking for because we have a podcast, too. It's called Apathetic Enthusiasm. And on this podcast, like many other podcasts, you can hear us, people that you know, <laughs> After you listen to 65, at least, of our episodes, and you can hear about pop culture. 
Another yeah, time. we we talk about movies and <laughs> video games and, and I think other I think part of the problem that we, talk, we talked about like. interns the other day. We did talk about. We don't know what this once. show's about. Though neither of us have actually been an intern. I'm not. I'm not arguing with that. <laughs> Yeah, okay. that, so that, we we, we keep things real real fun and loose, and uh, we've been doing it for a while. But maybe maybe you haven't heard it, and so you should definitely come check out Apathetic Enthusiasm. It's on iTunes and Stitcher and most other places where you can find a podcast. I'm playing I'm playing all this audio because the listeners need to know what I have to still fucking rolling? scrounge yeah, we're, through. We're, we're still rolling. Oh. I'm just gonna just gonna keep we're just gonna keep, keep going. We're gonna try multiple okay. takes, and then I, I can I can cut together. The, the best this, this behind the curtains hey, people hey, hey brandon this is hey the travis what's up Re- remember that time when we were gonna make a promo for our podcast i remember that and remember i pulled you away from video games randomly yeah, no in fact i jumped in to play a video game with you and five minutes later you said hey we should make a promo for our podcast <laughs> apathetic enthusiasm you know the one where we Talk about video games and movies and such. <laughs> yeah, I, that's the that's the one. That is the one in the same podcast, the one where we talk about <laughs> interns and how neither of us have ever been one. All right, so we should tell people to go to Apple Podcasts. You're really leaning into talking about interns in the promo brand. and listen to Apathetic Enthusiasm. I think that was the last so we can one. Get back to video games. Apathetic Enthusiasm. Apathetic Pod Travesties. <laughs> That's stupid. Hey, everybody. <laughs> this is Brandon. I guess I haven't changed that much. That, no, he's right. That is Brandon. Uh, and, and I'm Travis. And we have a scripted. podcast called Apathetic Enthusiasm. Maybe you've heard of it. Uh, if that is the case, just hit the little 30-second skip button past this promo. If you haven't heard of it, though, ch- come check out Apathetic Enthusiasm. It's on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and everywhere we talk about music and movies and Video games and superheroes and <laughs> collectibles and interns and <laughs> you did personality that. tests. You did the we talk about pretty much anything, Every, everything and anything. It's it's hard to pin down a niche, and that's why we think it's important you listen to the show. If you're having a hard time finding a podcast where two nerdy white dudes <laughs> talk about stuff that they're interested in that week, we have got you covered. <laughs> we check out Apathetic Enthusiasm. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. All right. There, yeah. There's so there's so much there's so much more. There's a reason they're rejected. I'm not even not even joking. There's <laughs> we did this for for ten more minutes. I have ten more minutes of that. Uh, but the, of of all the ones that we decided on, this is the one that that just it it jumped out at me, <laughs> and it's the one that I, I thought you know what this is this is indicative of who we are as podcasters. And our show. And with that in mind, I present to you, submit it for your approval, our new Apathetic Enthusiasm promo. Hey, everybody. This is Brandon Cruz. And that is my friend Travis over there that you can see because it's audio. I'm over here. Hey. And we're here. And we're here to talk to you about Apathetic Enthusiasm, a fortnightly released podcast where we talk about all sorts of things not to be limited by pop culture movies i just want to make sure that people don't think because you said the show comes out fortnightly that it's a podcast about Fortnite. (laughs) like i know i know we're really trying to tap into like search engine optimization and stuff but 
This is definitely not a Fortnite podcast. I just want to just want to make that clear. This promo is SEO'd with the word Fortnite. And also Apple Podcasts and any other place podcasts are distributed. Remember, apathetic enthusiasm. Not a Fortnite podcast. <laughs> and and there and there you go. There you go. There it is. It's the if if I hope you'll understand, listeners, that that was the best of the worst. <laughs> so, uh, so I, I really think we should start only talking about Fortnite now. Like, let's get that promo out there and then everything else is out the window. I'll just bring my son in every week and he can tell me what's happening in Fortnite because, you, you know, I'm, I'm not playing it, but he is. You know what we should do? We should take all of our any any new episode that we do we we take the images from whatever we talk about and we always have a fortnite character inside <laughs> just hiding in there yeah, inside the graphic he's just like Somewhere. flossing in the background like <laughs> yeah. uh all right so those those are some promos uh thank you for listening to us promote the show you're already listening to yeah uh and was it was it, it weird now- for, was it weird for you was it weird for you yeah. just listening to yourself do a promos bit. over and yeah. over again? And there were times where you were talking in the promo and I thought you were talking to me like on the podcast and I got all confused and then your lips weren't moving and I was like, <laughs> oh, that's right. It's a recording. Sometimes when when you and I are still talking here in Appear In and I'm I'm also trying to do editing of the episode we just did, <laughs> that is exactly what's what's happening where I'm like, yes. Uh wait, was that Travis or was that We Travis? should stop talking to each other while we're <laughs> editing on different sides of the country. Deal. So. Deal. Yeah. All right. All right. We got to wrap this up, but we can't get out of here without a D&D recap. It's time for D&D news. D&D noobs. Okay. Is that's not the song that you did last time, is it? I don't remember what the song I did last time. Did you do a song last time? Uh, I don't I, even know. I, I think I think so. Um, right. I think it was like D&D noobs is what we are talking <laughs> about today. Uh, okay. All right, so we've had two sessions since our last episode. Dungeons and Discussions is what Dungeons and Discussions. Oh, ooh, that's a good title, Brandon. Thanks. Right? Discussions of Dragons. <laughs> I, I sent that to you in, in text the other day, and you didn't, ah, yes. you didn't respond to either one of them, so I didn't know if, <laughs> if you just hated them. And you're like, I'm going to just say I was in a meeting and move past it uh <laughs> okay so we did have two sessions uh we had a holiday weekend for one of the sessions uh which meant that our uh fearless party of adventurers decided to have an extended session instead of two hours which we usually do every week yeah we pushed it like probably five hours and played well into the night yes we did and that resulted in some relatively uh, interesting events. Uh, Brandon, anything jumping out uh, from for you that that you want to start off with? Because I know you made a couple clips uh, of the audio. <laughs> I don't know if you intend to play that in this episode. Or I not, do, but. I do. I, I have I have them queued up actually. Oh, yeah. Queued up. Um. So the the four the four and a half five hour long session. It started off. 
you know, behind the curtain, peek behind the curtain there, there, folks, uh, we, Travis and I, we've been recording the sessions, but they were all being recorded just locally on Travis's end. So, right. uh, my audio would go through the internet and then land in his computer and same thing with, with Kevin and John's. And because of that, the audio wasn't necessarily great because once it goes into Travis's computer, the three of us. Uh, me, John, and Kevin, our audio is on one track, and then then yeah. Travis has a separate track. So one of our audio sucks, then the entire audio ends up being shitty. Mm-hmm. Um, so the holiday weekend, I I'd heard about this website called TriCast, and it basically records all of your audio locally, and um, so through through Chrome through through Google Chrome. Uh, my audio would go through the cache of Google Chrome, upload periodically. Same thing with John, same thing with Kevin, same thing with Travis. So I wanted to try that out. But the initially, we start our games at, at 9 o'clock Eastern. Uh, to start off with, that website wasn't working the way it should have. So that kind of like delayed our, our start time a bit. And then John was having mic issues, but we also thought that John was just being an asshole. <laughs> Uh, there was a there was a um, uh, a period where because there was we heard him for a second yeah but he wasn't saying anything and then like his mic started freaking out uh but i thought he was just messing with us so as the dm i was like all right i'm rolling with it if if he doesn't start talking i'm gonna start like damaging his character and it got to a <laughs> point where i was basically talking out the whole process of him being poisoned to death uh right up until the point where he started talking again yeah and 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 he did tell me on the side he said if travis is really going to kill me that wasn't going to stop me from not saying anything <laughs> i would <laughs> i would have let i would have let him do it um so we started that we so eventually we get started we start recording and um we're, we're in the town we split gold that takes like 10 minutes and then we start shopping and this is where the first, I would say, 45 minutes of the, the session was a bit uh, contentious, might be strong, but there was, there was tension, I think, because we started there, off yeah, so Yeah, there late. was tension. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, Ke- Kevin, Lucius, and Healy, they went in and they bought clothes and, and armor and weapons, while <laughs> Biwak, the dwarf, was outside talking to a man about where he can find silk clothes and yeah and 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 mind you not for himself he seemed really intent on buying matching outfits for him and his pet rat ratsis who we have discussed uh in in a previous D recap yeah uh so he's out there talking to this this random nobody about where to get clothes lucius and healy go in to the, the vendor when they come out after everything's said and done <laughs> Bilak is still talking to the vendor or not not the vendor the 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 townsperson and <laughs> Travis as the DM as this townsperson just says sir like i said before i don't know where i <laughs> where you can go i think there's a place up north <laughs> and um so <laughs> Lucius and Healy, they are like, let's go on th- this adventure. And Biawak is then, well, let me go inside this this vendor to 
look for armor. <laughs> and Biwak is using descriptive phrases like he's talking about like like he picks up a, a helmet off the shelf and he just kind of like he feels it in his hands, feels the weight, feels the weight in his hands and it blows off a little bit of the Turns dust. it over, sort of runs his hands <laughs> along the, the the edges to to test the the integrity. Uh, <laughs> which is puts it on. Which is asks, asks the vendor how it looks on him. Right. You know, those sorts of things. <laughs> which is so funny to me now. But I got I got I gotta tell you, like because we started off so late, I I was itching to start a venture a little bit. And I know and, yeah. and I know that Kevin was too. And oftentimes in these sessions I feel like I'm trying to be a balancing act between between uh wanting Kevin to to experience the narrative and also humor John and do these silly things like feeding <laughs> chicken to a, a Noctis or Noctic. Yes. Um yeah. but anyways from, from so eventually from there we we went on and it got smoother from there slowly. What what happened after that? Yeah, so you guys headed out uh you finally left the city of Phandalin and headed out to the Tribor Trail where there were all sorts of different quest lines. You you guys needed to uh seek out some some oak some orcs uh that you had a bounty for. Uh you guys were also looking for what else were you guys looking for? Um uh you guys were trying to get to an old owl well where uh, an orchard keeper had told you there were some some undead there's an undead presence around there. Yeah, that's so right. you're you're kind of you're kind of just out uh trying to knock out some different uh quests to make life better for the the folks in Fandolin. And uh it takes several days for you to reach any destination. Yeah. Uh which which provided the opportunity for uh some some unique encounters with different beasts and uh, you guys got in a fight with some wolves and a, we did. some sturges. <laughs> three uh, sturges. But, but the three sturges, exactly. <laughs> uh, but I think what was even better was the the time that you guys got uh, setting up camp and, and exchanging watch Ch- over chat, the camp. Chatting. And, yeah. and actually having conversations and developing your characters a little bit more and finding out what makes you guys tick. That's right. What you know, sort of exploring those relationships between each other and why uh, <laughs> Lucius is so sort of uh, angry at Biowak all the time and, and why Biowak is so reserved and so hesitant to open up with, with the other people that he's with. So Ab- abs- Absolutely. We, uh, we got into some fights. We, <laughs> at, at the end, at the end of the holiday session, we, we told this, this, um, this necromancer cost. We said, "Hey, we'll take out these orcs if you go talk to this banshee queen." So we went. We went to go find these orcs, and we fought these orcs, and then it ended up coming out with this big ass ogre who who attacked us. And and we we took out we took out the ogre. I hit him with a guiding bolt, and he was dazed a little bit. Biwak swung his mighty axe and and missed him. And then uh, then Lucius. Shot a crossbow, and and finished him off. Finished this ogre off, uh, which which leads to this clip that I call ogre droppings. I use my crossbow to try and end this with a sneak attack. Please hit! Please hit! Please hit! Please hit! Please hit! Please hit! You hit. That should do it. Uh, your 
Your crossbow bolt is incredibly accurate. If you can hit the spine on a rat, you can hit the spine uh, on an ogre. And you drop this fool right right at the base of his, his neck. His limbs uh, go limp, and he falls face first into the ground. Whoa, 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 with, whoa, with, whoa. With whoa. I, jump, I jump out of the way. <laughs> Do an acrobatics check for me. Oh, shit. Uh, no, no, no. No. <laughs> oh shit. Zero. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> the ogre falls on top of Healy. Uh <laughs> can't protect you from that. Uh and John said he can't protect me from that because John actually um Bewak actually saved me a couple times as as a warrior. Uh, protecting me with a shield um, with hits that would have actually just, just demolished me. Um, just just in the off chance that John ends up listening to this episode, uh, I want to clarify that Bioak is a fighter and not oh, a warrior. Sorry. sorry. Just, so that, just, just, just to help you out, Brandon. I, find, I, I found out so much stuff about John and, and Bioak. <laughs> he never mentioned that. <laughs> uh so so there we we ended that session we we had a new session this last sunday and uh th- this was i would say one of the smoothest sessions we've had just narrative wise and uh, progress wise uh got some more background information on bwax's character <laughs> uh, on a camp one night by the campfire i was healy was about to take watch and he, he asked Bewack what was if there's anything wrong. Well, first, Healy had a voice in his head saying something about Bewack not having that much time. And uh hopefully John and, and Kevin don't, don't listen to this. If, if they do, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> and and Bewack goes into this this soliloquy about <laughs> his his dwarf history and about how he is a famous chef. And they had attacked a knoll army and like pushed him into a ravine, and and to celebrate, he was gonna cook up a mighty feast, a mighty stew. But he went looking for mushrooms, so he found some mushrooms and he put them into put them in the stew, and then uh, they were poison mushrooms, and they they made everybody sick, and then the knolls came back and killed everybody, and he blamed it on he blames it on himself. Blames it on himself. He carries that burden with him. Carries it. He hasn't cooked. He hasn't cooked for anyone again. <laughs> Such an absurd story. Uh, I think. I think you were trying not to laugh the entire time. Yeah, especially because I had heard it because I had asked all the characters <laughs> for secrets um, because that Nothic that you referenced earlier can uh, has has a, has the ability to to kind of do some telepathic stuff and 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 reveal people's secrets. So I wanted to know secrets in advance from people and uh and that was his secret so hearing him tell it with such dramatic fervor uh was was particularly delightful and (laughs) i i i had to keep it together to to maintain the uh the the moment for everyone else hearing it right right there's there's a clip i wanted to grab and and i didn't grab but at, at some point in time, after we we killed all the orcs, we went back to the cost, the necromancer, to go talk to a banshee. And the banshee answers one question. She answers one question, 
And the cost, the, the necromancer wanted to ask, like, who, what was the name of the wizard who built this tower? <laughs> so we get there, the banshee is like, and ask me one question or whatever she says. And immediately, Biowak is like, how are you doing? <laughs> and it didn't. <laughs> this is where I feel like I need to be much more, <laughs> uh, like, unforgiving as a DM for our group. Because I feel like in that moment, I should be like, fine. And then the banshee dissipates and goes away. <laughs> and is never seen or heard from again. Uh, there's there's part of me, the part that is like, what would be entertaining for somebody to listen to? What would be <laughs> entertaining for me to listen to? And I would have loved to have listened to that that moment. <laughs> and and for you, having to kind of improv your way into oh what am I actually what do I actually do <laughs> with these characters now because you're still <laughs> cost and you have to you have to react with him appropriately yes exactly um, so wherever that goes um, so we from there cost told us where we can find red grin grumble <laughs> I could never the the Kragma castle yeah but the 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 uh, the dwarf that we're looking for Gundren oh, Gundren, uh, Rock Gundren Rock Seeker uh, yeah, red green grumble. I, sh- I should change his name to that. Uh, he sends us. He sends us that direction. We find this castle, Kragma, Kragma Keep, and then we fight some goblins. And I, <laughs> I, I save some lives of some goblins. We kill some goblins. Yeah. Staying true to your character and and ever trying to preserve the life of goblins. <laughs> uh, almost every encounter starts with you going, "Hey, hey, 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 hey." <laughs> Let's uh, let's see what we can do here. Hey, hey, hey. And then it usually ends with you killing them. Not, not, uh, I'm not trying but... to not trying to hurt anybody here. I'm not trying to hurt anybody. I know. <laughs> Meanwhile, Beowax like slicing <laughs> the heads off of goblins next to you. <laughs> like other than them, other than them, everything, everything else is fine. Uh, uh, yeah. But you guys are about you guys are uh several rooms into uh the Kragma Castle. Uh, hopefully you guys. Uh, we'll find Gundren uh, in there if if he's still alive and um, potentially discover why he had you guys travel down to Fandolin and why, what his business is uh, down there. And oh, we'll see. So many secrets yet to discover. And I can't wait till John actually asks me, or sorry, Bewak actually asks Healy what his story is. Because while that mushroom conversation was going on, I was in the background going like, where did I write down my bio? If you, if you, ask, if you ask me any question. I should probably know more about my character. Shoot. <laughs> uh, but there's, uh, safe, safe be it to say, there's a reason that I, you know, I have an affinity for, for goblins or, you know, I have a soft spot for goblins in my, in my heart. All right. It's canon. Um, it's canon. And, and for those Rick and Morty fans out there, the last little bit, Clerics have this ability. Little bit. Little bit. Clerics have this weird ability that they uh, spiritual weapon where they can uh, form a weapon of whatever they decide out of nowhere. Uh, this this last week I turned it into a broom. A broom killed somebody. Last week I to attack an orc. I turned it into something else. So Rick and Morty fans. Here we go. So I'm going to cast Spiritual Weapon. 
And when I cast a spell, I can make a melee spell attack against a creature within five feet of the weapon. Uh, and I can take whatever form I, I choose. Did you just like Green Lantern this thing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm going to create a fist with a knife for fingers. Okay. Knives for fingers? <laughs> Are we talking like Edward Scissorhands sort of thing? Or, uh, or no, more like, like a, a Freddy Krueger type? Maybe, maybe like, a, like, a, like a legally saved <laughs> legally saved Okay. I'm going to attack one of the orcs that's closest to me. Uh, that's 15. It hits? Uh, for six. Oh, they almost look like swords for fingers. The The fist opens up and, and they slash across uh, the back of the orc, uh, exposing some vertebrae. And, and the orc um, drops to the ground, uh, deceased. I say, that's what you get, bitch. <laughs> Way to stay on brand. That's what you get. Bitch. <laughs> Anyways, that, that that's wow. it. I I didn't I didn't get audio from this last session. Uh, there's there's a lot lots of go lots to go through, and I I, I will I mentioned the, the the TriCast audio before. It is it is much better, and I think that we can um I can put some basic effects processing, make sure all the the volumes normalized, and I think we can release start releasing that stuff as actual kind of bonus content if you're interested in that type of thing uh, i will keep putting together these clips and putting on, on images mm. as well because i think those yeah are funny. I, I almost wonder if it's it's better for us to just break those down into digestible chunks and do that uh on the tail end of this show instead of uh instead <laughs> of us Instead of us just talking about what happened we could actually play what happened well so the the, the thing is and even with those clips uh, behind the curtain again, uh, there there is a good amount of editing that I still do, like chopping things up to make them flow, to get them into like an under a minute a segment. Because there is mm -hmm. like the kind of boring D and D stuff where it's like, uh, okay, go ahead and go and roll dexterity. Okay. <laughs> uh, All right, so, uh, hold uh, on, I gotta I gotta look up, I gotta look up <laughs> uh, what this thing is again. Uh, how do you how do you do it? How do you do it? I guess acrobatics check. Uh, wait, wait, yeah, hold, hold on, hold, hold on, hold on one sec, hold on a sec. Uh, I, I know a spiritual weapon is in here somewhere. Let me look it up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this app, level, this... Is that a level two spell? Or is that level <laughs> one? Just... Right, right. Uh, so, so we 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 can put that stuff uh, towards the end of this episode, or even like in in the middle. Uh, we, we we figure some some stuff out to do. Either way, I want to keep doing those. Like for those who follow us on Instagram and Twitter. I do these little audiograms, get some images, put the audio on there with the subtitles. Uh, just real quick little bits. Uh, yeah. cool. So if you like that, let us know. Send us a, send us a word and we, I, will, I will keep it up. All right. So, so that is our episode, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you are spending the long holiday weekend uh, with relatives and you are trying to avoid uh, conversations about why uh, you're not married or you 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 don't have a real job i don't know i don't know whatever it is that, <laughs> that you're doing uh may i recommend uh heading over to apatheticenthusiasm.com or apple podcasts uh checking out the backlog of this show or if you're a rick and morty fan uh, check out intermental rss if you are a twilight zone fan definitely go check out submitted for your approval thank you to everyone uh, who listens and supports this podcast and we are thankful for you so uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing the show. And 
until next time, I'm Brandon. Hey, I'm Travis. Got got him. I did the whole Daffy Duck thing on you. I'm Travis. (laughs) I'm Brandon. All right. Uh, Yeah, that's it. We're out of here. Duck season. Fallout. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.